Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is Will Marotti, Will Marotti Show. Our master ceremonies, Matt Royce. And you, our beloved audience, hope you're doing good today. Hope you had a good weekend. We had a fun weekend. Um, a lot of good things going on, a lot of good activities. Um, every year, the Record Journal does this Reader's Choice Award service uh, Remember that contest? <clears throat> they take about they got fifty categories. People make nominations. They final it down to uh, top three, and then they they put that out for top three. And so I was very so happy that our uh, New Life Church, our preschool Carver preschool, won in the preschool category, the Reader's Choice, and it's pretty good because I mean it's the community voting, and it's their their area, which is hard for our. Uh, Meriden, Wallingford, Southington, Cheshire, Durham, Middlefield, that area. And um, and so the preschool won, which I was so proud of our, our preschool, Carver Preschool. And then uh, for the for the fifth year in a row, I was I was blown away that um, our church won. New Life Church won the Record Journal Reader's Choice Award. And again, it's not us. It's the it's the community that votes these things, and it's a lot of votes, and so it's it was fun. It was fun to to be able to do that. Hey, it's nine eleven. Let's um, let's take a moment and gather our thoughts together, shall we? Heavenly Father, we thank you for today, God, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Thank you, Lord, for another day of life. Thank you for another day to enjoy your creation. Thank you for the beautiful weather you've given us. Thank you for the many blessings in life, family, friends. Um, work, shelter, clothing, cars, stuff. Thank you for what you bless us. Thank you, Lord, for the freedom that we have in this country that we can come to you. We can, we can pray. We can. We worship freely. We come on a show like this. We we share opinions and thoughts, and we do so free of prosecution or persecution. We're grateful for that, Lord. And we thank you for our, all of our first responders. We pray for our law enforcement officers today 
EMT operators, firefighters, pray for those men and women in the military that you'd bless and protect them, comfort their families, uh, help us today. And as we prepare for this big day tomorrow, Lord, this great opportunity that we have to cast our votes, we pray, God, that first of all, it would be done in a way that is fair and organized uh, with without leaving any doubt whether or not the vote was tampered with by either side, but that it's a clear-cut clear cut decision in all these races. And we want to pray for uh, those that are running. We want to pray, Lord, that you put the right people in there. People would vote in such a way that people would be elected whose hearts would be for the people. Not their not their own political agenda or special interest group, but for the people. And so we, we pray that that would go smoothly tomorrow. Thank you for being on the air today. Thanks, GIC. And we give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, can I get an amen out there? Woo, you can uh, submit your amens via social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, same handle, all four accounts, at Will Marotti. You can also reach my email, Will Marotti, Yahoo. Yeah, my voice is still a little uh, not up to snuff. I feel good. I feel really good. It's just the voice is bad. And so um, we have Steve Buchan at 935. Every year the Heritage Foundation puts out an index of military strength. It's a military assessment of our capabilities and in- interests around the world, threats to the U.S. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Um, it's been reported that our, our military preparedness is not as good as it, not up to snuff as it's always been. Now, it's not to say that we can't handle ourselves, can't take care of ourselves. It, we're not saying crisis emergency. We're saying that we've diminished in capability a little bit in terms of armament. And, of course, we know there's recruitment problems in all, all branches of the service. 860-522-9842. I need your help today now more than ever. Um, on my best day, and this is not going to be my, my best day with my voice, but on my best day, I need your help. And so if that, that you call in. Well, what do you think? What do you think about the election? I've got a number of th- things I want to talk about. I've got a, a really, well, something that came out, it was a, kind of a, a summary uh, from the, the day in the London paper uh, between uh, uh, Governor Lamont and uh, Bob Stefanowski. I think it sums it up. Um, we also have more shortage news. This is hard to believe. Amoxicillin, which is a very, very regularly prescribed antibiotic, is in shortage now. And uh, we'll talk about that. why that is. Um, there's a story in Fortune magazine. The Amer- American middle class has come to an end of an era. Apparently the American middle class has lost more wealth during this, this last two years than any here any other period in history, and um, if you consider diminishing 401ks, now we have property values starting to recede from the heights that they were mid-pandemic when people were trying to escape lockdown states, and in, in particular New York City, a lot of people moving to Connecticut, but across the nation, you know the housing market has cooled off, prices are cooling off. So people lose a lot of money, whether it's it's cash money and investments, or it's it's value and equity and property, and it's been a huge, huge decline. A decline in wealth, 
for middle American, you know, middle class Americans. We're going to talk about that. Um, there's finally a lot of, of cars to buy, but nobody's buying them because the interest rates are so high. And, you know, Carvana, I don't know if you're familiar with the Carvana company. They're, they're on the verge of, uh, of, of, I mean, on the verge, but they're likely going to be shutting down. And it's hard to imagine that their, their stock was trading at over $300 a share, mid-21. Now it's down to like 15 How does that happen? Probably poor management more than anything else because they have a great business model. I mean, to buy a used car online, they deliver it to your house, guaranteed, good price. It's a great business model, but apparently it didn't work out. Um, Yahoo Business says they did a poll with YouGov. And the midterm poll spells trouble for the Democrats. Well, there's no surprise there. I want to talk later if we have it. Well, we will have time. I want to talk later about something. I, I, it's caught my eye. It's caught my attention this morning from CT News Junkie. There is a, a group led by a former Trump advisor responsible for mailers that have gone out saying that Joe Biden left-wing officials are engaged in widespread racial discrimination against whites and Asian Americans. And what they focus on in this mailer is the concept of equity. I want to talk a little bit about equity versus equality. And I want to talk about some people who started out in abject poverty and ended up being millionaires and billionaires. To, uh, to come back. Equity is not a bad thing. Equity is not a bad word. Equity is good if you're you're purchasing part of a company, you're purchasing assets. You gain equity when you do that. Usually there's equity offered when you do that. But the liberal definition of equity is is damaging to a lot of people. And it's just wrong. It, it's just wrong and it's like everything else. How do you know if you should be against equity? Because Democrats promote it. That's, that's probably the easiest thing. Um, so there, there's a lot to talk about, a lot to talk about today. And of course your calls, which we're looking for, uh, are you going to, what time are you going to vote tomorrow? That's my first question today. When do you normally vote? Do you normally vote early in the day? Do you vote midday? Do you vote end of day? When do you vote? 860-522-9842. That's the first question. Today. When will you vote tomorrow? And also in addition to the, to the voting question, uh, will you vote yes for early voting? It's going to be on the ballot. They, I don't know what they have in mind two weeks early, a month early, two months early. I don't know what they're going to do with it. But they want they want your approval to, to in, initiate early voting in Connecticut. I think it's a big mistake. I think it's unnecessary. But I'm, I'm looking to hear from you. 860-522-9842. How would you, uh, when are you going to vote tomorrow? Like, what part of the day will you vote tomorrow? And uh, because of redistricting, you got to be careful now. Because of redistricting, we got a letter in the mail. We have a different polling place now. The place that we voted for a number of years in Wallingford now is not the place for us to go. We have to go somewhere else. It's actually closer to our house, so that's fine. But um, it, it's a different place. You got to make sure you got the right polling place. Call your town clerk. If you have a question about where you should be voting tomorrow. And and I would say ours is not the only polling place that's been changed due to redistricting. So I would I would pay attention to that. 
we had a vote at this point. I thought it was just for the primary. When we vote, when we vote for the primary, we voted at this different polling place. I thought it was just because of the primary. It's not. It's a permanent reassignment again until there's redistricting. 860-522-9842. Give us a call. What time are you voting tomorrow? And how will you vote on the question of should we allow early voting? Uh, let's take a break, a couple commercials. We'll come back and we'll have your calls when we return. Stay with us. This is the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back, 924. We're going to go right to the calls. Big election day tomorrow. Serious, big stuff tomorrow. Uh, critically important to the future of the country. And I'm um, curious to know when you will, when will you vote tomorrow? Is there, is there a time that you normally do? Let's uh, first call day, sponsored by Eagle Rivet, the roofing partner you can trust. Let's go to Tom in Willington. Welcome, yes, Tom. Yes, uh, I was going to say, I... I... I was looked online and I saw that uh, Politico and Fox News have uh, reported that uh, apparently the National Guard cybersecurity uh, units have uh, gotten involved with the election. Uh, supposedly, they're monitoring 18 states. Uh, really? so, yeah, supposedly yeah. those states uh, include uh, not only uh, Connecticut, but, but uh, Pennsylvania, Louisiana, Illinois. South Carolina, among some other states in that. And supposedly uh, Politico uh, says that they're, the reason they're doing it is, uh, I guess, uh, it's to uh, uh, monitor election uh, irregularities and possible election interference. You're saying this is a National Guard cyber attachment? Yeah, I've never heard of it. 38 teams. Wow! Been, uh, didn't know that. I'd like I'd like to know who initiated that, Tom. Yes, I'd like to too because if it's either Biden or if it's some, uh, you know, it has to be a Democrat. Republican couldn't do that. Or Republicans? Yeah, I don't know, and and what for what purpose? Uh, so I'm ho- well. I hope uh, for some for it's for good reasons and that, not for uh, nefarious reasons. They must be terrified. That's all I can say. Tom, thank you for that report. Interesting, interesting stuff. Let's go to Eric and Rocky Hill. Eric, welcome. Uh, thanks. Good morning, Pastor. I will be voting uh, 7 a.m. I will be voting no, of course, for the early voting, because uh, all that does is add to the um, potential for, obviously, for fraudulent voting. I mean, it's common sense. We already saw it in 2020. And uh, um, also, uh, of course, I'll be voting Republican across the board. Um, and I just wanted to say real quick, I think people who are on the fence need to really think yeah. long and hard about things like law enforcement and how uh, the cops can't even do their jobs, things they were trained to do. Yes. And they're not even allowed to do them and, and, and go after people who are want to cause harm, including the children. Yes. And I think it's important that people really think about that. We can make a change. We can make a difference tomorrow. Eric, I'm curious. Do you think there's very many people left on the fence at this point? Uh, No, I think most people have made up their minds. But I think there may be a few on the fence. But I don't know if it's enough to make a difference one way or another. I think think the macaroni's baked at this point. We'll see. (laughs) Eric, thank you very much. Uh, Let's quickly go to Manchester, Ken. Thanks for calling, Ken. Welcome. Uh, Thank you for taking my call, Pastor. Um, 
8 a.m. is my uh, voting time. My father taught me a long time ago, go early. And I will be voting, actually, yes. You're going to vote yes on early voting. I'm curious. Why, why do you think we need that, Ken? Um, I, I believe all Americans have the right to vote, and I really believe that. Um, we just need to do that. Um, and you think somehow and, by not voting on Election Day that hampers people's right to vote? Yeah, I do. I do. I think mm-hmm. that uh, something could happen uh, badly to somebody. You know, mm-hmm. just people have problems sometimes just with a work day. Uh, just a last-minute uh, emergency might happen. Sure. Mm-hmm. Think, things like do, that d- does happen. So, what yeah. do you think if something badly happens to a candidate, like we find out some horrible news about them or about um, their, be- their dealings with other countries and it comes out and you've already voted, how would you feel about that? Um, I, I would not like that. I think, we, I think that actually that mistake happened many years ago, uh, unfortunately, Yeah, mm-hmm. with uh, Donald Trump. Yeah. I think a lot yeah. of people voted for him and then things did come out, but, you know, it was, the cake was already baked, unfortunately. Yeah, as they so. say. Well, yeah. Ken, thank you for your call, uh, and I, thanks for voting good, tomorrow. I appreciate it. All right, guys, we'll take a break. A couple commercials. We'll come back. Steve Bucci, and uh, we'll talk about the United States military preparedness as of the 2023 Heritage uh, Foundation Index Report. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is Local Radio, the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back, 940 uh, WTIC. Hey, listen, uh, every Monday we have the pleasure of having a, uh, a great American on. <laughs> I say that seriously, Steve Bucci has many, many years in military, served 30 years in military, most of that time with Special Forces, also served with the Pentagon, was at the Pentagon when 9-11 took place. Um, he graduated from West Point, War College, and he uh, uh, currently with the Heritage Foundation. Every year the Heritage Foundation comes out with a, a readiness, a, a military index of strength. And the 2023 version is out. And there's some concerns we want to talk about. So, Steve, welcome back to the show. It's good to be back, Pastor. Thank you for having me. So, pardon my voice. I'm a little, uh, somehow caught up. Laryngitis caught up with me over the weekend. So, Um, so this is a massive report. I I looked at the email that you sent, and uh, 
I mean, it's 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 pretty comprehensive. Somebody spent a lot of time doing this. I mean, each section is like hundreds of pages. Uh, and so I, I said, well, I, I want to try to go through all that. So I, I went to the executive summary, excuse me, but um, so the areas I, I like to talk about, just the overall threats to the U.S. And then I want to talk about we, what we mentioned last week was the report that, that in terms of status of power, all of our, uh, you know, we're not in, in bad shape, we're not in credit, but, but certainly we, we've, we've diminished a little bit, I think it's fair to say. So let's start with the, the threat level aspect. And there's really, uh, in, in this particular case, I would say, looking at the three that are identified, or four, Russia, China, uh, Iran, North Korea. Um, would, would Russia still be considered as much of a threat as it is had the, the latest incursion into Ukraine not taken place? Uh, you know, I, I think Russia has always been one of our biggest threats. The fact that they have the capability to strike our homeland with numerous nuclear devices makes them one of those ultimate hard power threats. Mm -hmm. uh, I think their rather shoddy performance in Ukraine, you know, gives us a better feel for their conventional military capability, which clearly is nowhere near as uh, good as we thought they had, you know, climbed back to. Yeah. Uh, maybe they were never that good. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But the, uh, I mean, all of us were rather surprised at how poorly they performed in Ukraine. But we're, in the United States, we're less concerned with their conventional capability than with their, obvious, their strategic nuclear capability right. is what makes them a major threat to us. But I remember, and you'll remember this, it was, uh, oh gosh, I forget what year it was, but it was during a debate, Barack Obama, President Barack Obama, and uh, challenger Governor Mitt Romney. And when they asked that question, what was our biggest threat, um, Mitt Romney said Russia. And Barack Obama almost belittled him. I mean, it was, it was almost laughable on stage. Um, and it turns out that Russia is, in fact, still, as you say, uh, an ongoing threat. Why? Why would we? Why would we not consider them at any point uh, not a threat to us? I mean, I mean, it was almost that was almost laughable at the time. But, but what history shows is Barack Obama really didn't know what he was talking about. Uh, exactly right. Uh, they have never dropped off the the radar. I mean, they were probably less of a threat when they went to you know when the Soviet Union split up and Russia was still sorting itself out as you know, what role were they going to play in the world? But once Vladimir Putin was fully ensconced in power, uh, and especially when he made his famous comment that uh, the fall of the Soviet Union was the greatest tragedy in the 20, 20th century. Uh, and obviously everybody went, huh? Uh, but he, that to him and to his ilk, uh, he, at that moment, was signaling, we need to come back, we need to be this, have the same stature we've always had, and the rest of you need to get in line with that concept. Uh, and that meant he was going to maintain that threatening scenario. Now, every, pretty much every president since then has tried to deal with Vladimir Putin, has tried to come to some sort of more positive interaction with him, it just hasn't worked. And uh, 
He has shown absolutely no willingness to do that. He likes the adversarial relationship, thinks it's to his advantage, and uh, is going to continue that, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, and that's why, honestly, I um, I, I didn't dislike uh, President George Bush, 43. I, 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 I think he's a good man. But I, I couldn't believe the time he said that he, he met with Putin. He looked, in, he looked into his eyes and he saw, saw the man's soul. And it's like, I don't know what you saw because I think his soul's pretty black. But, um, I mean, that was a, I think that was a mischaracterization of magnitude order. Um, so Russia's a threat, going to be a threat. There's no question about it. Then we move on to China. Uh, in, in the report, describes China as the most comprehensive threat that the U.S. faces. Um, I mean, there's no secret they've been they've been on a, a fast and furious campaign to build their military for the last at least 10 years, if not longer. And they've, they've reached a point now where they, their Navy outnumbers our Navy in terms of, of, of ships, if not quality. What, what other areas about China are, are they, why would they be considered a, a, the most comprehensive threat to the U.S., Steve? Well, when you add in their economic power, uh, they are their economy is you know potentially as big as ours. It's not as good as ours, but it's it's quite large, quite uh, connected to almost everybody else in the world, including ours. Uh, and that gives them an element of power that you know Russia really doesn't have. Russia's economic power is tied solely to energy. The Chinese, it's it's in everything, all the chips, all that kind of stuff that. Uh, they are tied to their their um, telecom power. All those uh, economic things are quite enormous, and they leverage that. They go into countries all over the world. They sell them things at cut rate, subsidized prices, which then sucks those people in so that they are then dependent on China going forward and gives them inordinate influence uh, diplomatically with those countries, you know, power is more than just bullets and bombs. And uh, China, in addition to building up their hard power, the, that military stuff, they have built up a tremendous amount of other elements of power that they uh, deploy around the world. So that that is why they're considered far more of a danger uh, comprehensively. Even in cyber, though, the Russians may still be a very formidable cyber foe. The Chinese have that same level of expertise, but are now deploying it more skillfully around the world. And the final piece of it uh, is that the Chinese are, are now competing with us in the quantum computing field mm-hmm. so that they their uh, work with supercomputers and then moving towards quantum computers uh, is is kind of scary because they they will use those things for negative purposes and uh, that's something we don't want to see. But that they're ahead of the Russians in that regard by a long shot. You know, for years we've heard about the complaints of of intellectual property being stolen and secrets being stolen. The Chinese being masters at replicating things, reverse engineering. Um, I don't know. If, it seems like we haven't really done anything about it. And now we're at a point that because they they have stolen so much technology, 
they have reverse engineered so much technology that they are they are rivaling us in in a, in a lot of categories i i mean is that was that something we just couldn't prevent steve or we just didn't take an aggressive defensive stance against it I think we, you know, we knew what was going on. We have tried to counter it. Stopping cyber espionage is really difficult, even if the, le- the playing field was level. But it's not because they're attacking our system, which is open and transparent and in large measure owned by the private sector. Mm-hmm. Their system is very closed, very, uh, you know, walled in and and well defended and frankly we don't have as much interest in stealing their stuff (laughs) because it's mostly ours and you know i mean we'd love we want to know what they're doing but as far as their intellectual property it's mostly derivative from ours so it's it's not as much motivation to do it as there is for them which saves them a tremendous amount of money and time and effort uh, because they're just piggybacking off of stuff that we've developed, and then they take it, they, you know, they look at it, they put their own spin on it, and then deploy it without that upfront investment, and uh, that that has accelerated their development. And frankly, cyber defense of that nature is really hard to stop. You know, okay. it's really hard to execute well to stop the bad guys from stealing your stuff. And apparently China has no problem with negotiating and purchasing arms from the Russians because I read some of their more sophisticated service-to-air missile systems are actually Russian systems um, exactly. that are they, more capable they, than what they have. Yep. They they cooperate with other bad regimes. Uh, they're, they're more than happy to uh, use them as proxies. They It's it just they're, they're way more willing to do things that we wouldn't go near. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even if they're called on it, they just shrug their shoulders and say, no, we didn't do that. Or, well, yeah, we did, but what, what are you going to do about it? Uh, it's, it's not the normal kind of uh, relationship you would have between two major powers. They are pretty much very happy that they're going to do whatever they darn well please, and I don't think anybody's going to stop them. Mm-hmm. Well, moving over now, now let's move over to the Middle East and you hear so much about Afghanistan, Afghanistan, Afghanistan but in, in, in the eyes at least of the Heritage Foundation Index of U.S. Military Strength uh, they cite Iran as being the greatest security challenge we have in the Middle East is that is that partially, Steve because it seems like they're so secretive in what they're developing and how they're developing things. Do we really know what capabilities they do have at this point? Uh, well, it, it's a couple of things. It is their secrecy. They're, they're pretty good at hiding stuff. They have no problem lying through their teeth to the UN or any of these other groups that would normally keep an eye on weapons development and that sort of thing. Uh, the, the main reason they're so dangerous, Pastor, is that they really hate us. I mean, yeah. They, yeah. it's not just that we have a difference on, on political issues that we're going to sit down and chat about and fix. They are very open and very straightforward with the fact that they need to destroy Israel and destroy the United States. And if they can do that in their twisted kind of theology, uh, e- even if you think, you know, there, there's lots of 
Muslims out there who don't feel that way about us. The leadership in Iran, there's no question that is not only their individual beliefs, but their, their national theology. And when, when you're that much of an adversary in their eyes, they're really dangerous because they yeah. will do things that other countries won't do and you know don't even think about. But the, the mullahs in Iran and, and the, their, uh, uh, the Quds Force folks, I mean, they're, they're pretty bad people. And that's the reality. And for everybody out there listening, so oh, you're just prejudiced against Muslims. No, I, I'm not. Uh, there's a lot of Muslim countries that we work with sure. on a regular basis. Sure. Iran does not want to work with us, does not want to make any sort of accommodation, isn't looking for concessions from us. They want the United States and Israel to go away. And they're willing to, to put lots of money and effort and manipulate lots of people uh, as proxies to you know, push forward that agenda. And, and it's our unfailing support of Israel that that I think bolsters their hatred for us. That we, of all the superpowers, we have stood beside Israel, behind Israel, in support of Israel uh, more than any other country. And I think that's partially why their, their hatred for us is so intense, because it starts oh, with their hatred for Israel. It is. Uh, and, you know, remember, they look at us, despite the fact that we have a very diverse population, we've got people of pretty much every religion you can think of, and a whole bunch you and I probably don't even know exist. Uh, and uh, they consider us primarily a Christian country. Yeah. Uh, and in their mind, that makes us the enemy. In the same way, Israel is a Jewish nation. Yeah. Uh, and to them, that means they are the enemy. Uh, and, you know, that's why they refer to us as the little Satan and the great Satan yeah. Yeah. Uh, with Israel and the United States. I mean, it's, again, I, I love when I hear, you know, a lot of folks talk about it. Say, well, we just need to, to work with them and talk with them, and we can find, you know, some sort of agreement. No, we can't. They have said we can't. They're more than willing to negotiate with us if they think it's going to help, you know, push forward their agenda because yeah. we're so la-la land in those negotiations. Yeah. But uh, it's, negotiations are not going to help with Iran. Not unless their government changes. Well, and, and that's why, to your point, we're talking with Steve Bucci, Heritage Foundation. To your point, it, it's almost what makes Iran, Iran a, a more dangerous enemy in some ways than China or Russia. Because China or Russia don't have a religion. Their religion is the state. They, their God is the state. They don't, they don't. But when you've got Iran so unable to be separated from uh, their religion and their faith and their government. It's, it's hand in hand. Uh, the ideology makes it that much more dangerous in terms of an adversary to us. Uh, they may not have the capability Russia has, they may not have the capability China has, but they certainly have a level of hatred, I think, that probably the Chinese and Russians don't have. So I, that, I think that's spot on. And again, it's not that everybody in the Muslim world feels that way, but their particular sure. sect, the, sure. the 12 er Shia sect, which mm. even in the Shia community is a bit out there. Uh, I'm being sarcastic. It's way out there. Right, uh, sure. They, you know, they believe 
if that they have the capability to kick off the you know their equivalent of the apocalypse. Yes. You know we we can't we you know our theology we don't even know when it's going to happen only right. only the Lord knows that. Right. Uh, but in their theology, they think if they can destroy Israel and they can destroy the United States, that will bring about the return of you know their equivalent of of the Messiah the 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 uh, hidden Imam. Yeah, it's going to come yeah. back, the Mahdi, and that's going to be the you know their uh, reign of 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 freedom and and blessing, and the rest of the world is going, dude. That's you know that's not right. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they think uh, it's but, right. That's the sad part. Steve, we're yep. we're sadly out of time. Thank you so much. Always enjoy it, and maybe we'll tackle some more of this uh, next week because this is this is a fascinating report, massive report. But it's something American people need to know about. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Steve Bucci, Heritage Foundation. Appreciate it. Thank you, Pastor. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next time. Okay. Thank you. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. Uh, open phone lines, 860-522-9842. More of your call. You're going to vote tomorrow. What time are you going to vote? What are you going to vote about early voting, yes or no? Those are the questions coming into the next hour. Wilmer I Show, Monday edition, right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 